Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? This is not the show and throw. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Well, we do welcome you in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauly. Great to have you with us after that was quite the win for the Brewers. They knock off the Cubs 5-2 on a Victor Caratini walk-off home run there in the bottom of the 10th inning, a three-run shot from Caratini. And that was certainly an exciting, exciting victory tonight. Uh, for the Brewers. We've got you till 8 o'clock. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk. Text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Between now and 8 o'clock, we'll get the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We will also uh, uh, go back through the game with the highlights. We'll hear from uh, Vinny Rotino as well as the former Brewer will join us in just a couple moments. He'll give us uh, his thoughts on a game that was a pitcher's duel. It was a 1-1 game going into the ninth inning. The two teams exchanged runs in the ninth, and then the three-run home run from Victor Caratini in the tenth is the difference, and the Brewers come away with a 5-2 victory. Again, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. We'll take a break. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing a line drive to left. Cap is back. It's over his head and up against the wall. Hero scores. Severino ends up at second base, and we are tied. Brewers come away with, I don't know if I'd use the word unlikely, certainly an exciting 5-2 win against the Cubs. They were down one nothing in the bottom of the seventh, down 2-1 in the bottom of the ninth. They tie it up a couple times. They almost give up runs in the top of the tenth inning, and then they put it all together and get a big uh, home run in the bottom of the tenth, and the Brewers get the 5-2 victory. If you want to join us, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line is available, 855-616-1620. Let's bring in former Brewer uh, Vinny Rotino. And Vinny, you got to give a lot of credit to the the Brewers for sticking around in this one, fighting through that top of the tenth, and then finding a way to get that big hit in the bottom of the inning. Yeah, I mean, Brad Boxberger is just—I mean, what what more can you say? This guy deserves to be an All Star at this point. He's yeah. not going to make it, but he certainly deserves to be one. And um, I don't know, like, and then Victor Caratini, four strikeouts. I'm not wanting an at-bat in that scenario, right? I'm going 0 for 5 nine times or 99 times out of 99, right? So, I mean, the ability to come up with that big hit there is unbelievable. Great job by him. He just needed to move to catcher. His first four at-bats, he was still the first baseman, right? He wasn't He wasn't technically the catcher batting until that final at-bat. Do I have that right? No, I mean, believe it or not, that matters, right? So you're a little bit fish out of water, uncomfortable, not really getting into the flow of the game as easily when you are playing a different position. So, um, yeah, the fact that he was able to come back behind the plate, a little more comfortable, get into that flow, and then and then hits that home run. Wow, what more can you say about Victor Caratini to clear those first four at-bats? Four punch-outs. I mean, unbelievable. And then comes up with that three-run home run. What a, what a game. Oh. What a performance. Okay, so speak to me about that a little bit because 
you go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That That is in your mind. And of, of all sports, baseball might be the one that's the most mental. And when Victor Caratini walks into the plate, he is carrying along with him his 0 for 4. He's wearing the sombrero. Like, it is just, it's not a good place to be in mentally. And he's able to tune all that out and come up with the big swing. Just how challenging is that? I mean, I... So for him to do what he did is is one of the most impressive feats I've seen from a brewer this year, right? Because it is the golden sombrero. And then the platinum sombrero is next, right? So that's the five strikeouts in a game. That's the platinum sombrero. I'm looking it up now. It's also called the Olympic rings. Um, so, so five punch outs is not something that you want to get in a game. And then for him to be able to clear that and stay in the moment, stay present, and come up with that huge hit – Look, you're almost not wanting to get in that bat in that scenario. I'm telling you, as a player, I mean, it is demoralizing to strike out four times, two times in a game, let alone three, let alone four, which he did, and then an opportunity to strike out five times in a game. I, I'm telling you, that was one of the more impressive things that we've seen from a Brewer this year. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I was thinking this game was going to the 11th. I yeah. did not expect that to happen. Uh, so that was uh, that was odd to say the least. Let's grab a phone call, Bill, in Grand Junction, Colorado, out on the western part of the state of Colorado. Joining us, hey, Bill, you're on WTMJ. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for the time. Uh, kudos for that last caller, man. Oh man, talk about he was spot on as far as four strikeouts going to five. But my call had to do with the the pitching um, decisions regarding you know when to use this pitcher and that. I know the Brewers have a formula with Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Hader wrapping things up. But do you think I wanted to get your thoughts on Devin Williams? Is he not capable of pitching more than an inning? I know that's happened on occasion, but generally. You know, it's like one inning and done, no matter how spot on he seems to be. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. I think right now, if it's not, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it is the main thing. They've got three really high leverage guys who do a great job covering the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings in Boxberger, Williams, and Hader. If Williams needs to be stretched out, we've seen him, you know, when uh, when Hader was not available, he's been out a couple times. There's been a couple situations uh, where he's been asked to throw more than an inning. Uh, clearly, if Hader's not available because of how often he's pitched, whatever it might be. Yeah, but Vinny, you know, routine is such a big part of baseball, and I do think there's some value in having those three guys know exactly what their role is and know, okay, if I go cover my inning, that's, I did my job for the day. Matt, that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. It, they know their role within that bullpen and how that bullpen mix is kind of getting, getting you know, deployed by Craig Council is the one-inning stints. Box has the seventh, Williams has the eighth, and Hader has the ninth. And it is that important that you almost saw that it was a little bit of a hiccup today from Josh Hader because it, that wasn't his – technically that wasn't his role. It was a tie yeah. ball game in a 1-1 game, and he is now in the ninth, not a safe situation. So that is how important roles are. That is how important routine is for these guys. Um, Devin Williams is a little bit more accustomed to throwing in the tie ball game, as is uh, Brad Boxberger. Um, but – 
Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, it's a good point uh, just about whether or not these guys can go multiple. I just think Devin Williams hasn't gone multiple all year long, and I think they they just really treat him a little bit more delicately than than some other guys in the bullpen just because he has had some things that have cropped up with that arm. And then when he is not fresh, you've seen that his performance suffers a little bit. So keep him in the routine, keep him fresh, and protect the arm, and you're going to get what, you're, what you've are what you been getting from Devin Williams. Yeah, you're right. I misspoke. I thought at some point during those times when Hader was out that he had gone, he had gotten four outs or more. He had it. You're right. He's a, He has not gone more than one inning, has not gotten more than three outs in a game this year. So I was uh, I was incorrect on that and what I just said. Uh, the one, We've talked about this before, Vinny. I'll bring it back up. I think one thing that I would do differently than Craig Council if I'm managing the bullpen in situations like these um, – I probably save Hader, and I know you may lose the game. You may lose the game in the ninth inning and have to walk back into the clubhouse knowing that you lost a game in the ninth inning, never using Josh Hader. But for me, I would save Hader for the tenth, and I go either I'm going Boxberger Williams or Williams Boxberger to cover uh, eighth and ninth because the strikeout is so important. In the 10th inning. And I know Brad Boxberger can strike guys out. I'm not trying to dismiss his strikeout ability, but there's uh, there's nobody better than Josh Hader at getting strikeouts. That is so valuable in extra innings with the runner on at second. That would be the only thing I would do different. I would I would consider saving Hader for the 10th. And you haven't seen – I agree with you, first of all, Matt. That's a, that's a really good point. I think there's a couple of times that the Brewers could have done that and, and deployed their bullpen just as you're talking about, but they have not done that this year and i'm just i'm curious what and he hasn't been asked that by the media at all and, and i agree with you I, especially knowing that you do have a brad boxberger that can cover the ninth and, and probably give you a clean ninth again agreed that he could lose it but you know what you saw what happened tonight that's so important to put up a zero in that tenth it's really hard to put up a zero in that tenth and then you do that and you're the home team and all of a sudden um, you can, you know, score that run. Um, it, it takes a, the pressure off of the offense, knowing that all you got to do is get the runner over and get him in. 5-2. Brewers get the win over the Cubs in 10 innings. An exciting win this afternoon for 4th of July. 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. Stick with us more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. to no avail. It's going to be a ground rule double. It bounced over the fence out there. A lucky bounce for the Cubs. That's scoring a run if it's not a ground rule double, but the Brewers do prevail, winning 5-2. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings rolling on here on WTMJ. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. Uh, Vinny, in games like this, sometimes you almost forget about what happened during the first five, six, seven innings, but Eric Lauer was really good. Six innings, one run on just two hits, nine strikeouts, two walks. Uh, he, they made a lot of, uh, they put a lot of attention on the TV broadcast about the fact that he, he was just throwing it by guys, like putting it middle, middle, and still getting it by guys today. That was quite the performance for Lauer. 
He had that extra zoom on that zoom ball today. He certainly did. I mean, it, it matters how this ball is coming out of his hand, and it really was coming out. And It's a word that Craig Council uses all the time, crisp. It was coming out real crisp out of his hand. You could see it slow motion, how he's able to really backspin the baseball. When you see his fingers really stay behind that baseball and on top and then get through the ball, and it's funny because – it, it's, it's really interesting how when you talk about looking at this stuff from a metrics and data and analytics standpoint, they want very a very true backspin. They don't want any wobble. So if you think about a spiral in football, if there's any wobble to it, that's not a good spiral. Same thing with a baseball. If there's any wobble to that baseball, it's going to be less deceptive to the hitter. So Eric Lauer does that better than anybody in the game where he gets that true backspin. It's very deceptive to the hitters. You saw that today, how much it jumped and how much hop there was. On, on that four-seamer, 21 swings and misses on that four-seam fastball. Absolutely incredible. Those are uh, Brandon – I'm sorry, uh, Corbin Burns-type numbers of whiffs, and, and, and Burns is doing that with a cutter, whereas Eric Lauer is doing it with a straight four-seam fastball. How challenging is it for Pedro Severino? Admittedly, he was in spring training, and uh, the, I'm sure there were some conversations that were had recently. But for a guy who's never caught him and hasn't been around the team and is just coming back from a PED suspension, how tough from a catching standpoint is it for him to go back there and call the game the way he did today? Um, it's challenging, right? I mean, but I will say this. This guy has a ton of feel, and I don't think Eric Lauer is the toughest guy to call a game for. I mean, he's got he's got three main pitches that you're going to go to, and really one. You're going to put a lot of number ones down for Eric Lauer. That's first and foremost. But then this guy has a ton of feel. Pedro Severino has caught a lot of years, a lot of years in the minor leagues. Obviously, he bro- broke through with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. He was with the Nationals, a top prospect with the Washington Nationals for a long time um, so he knows how to call a game he's developed into that staff leader so you get the feel pretty quick but it's still challenging especially coming back trying to prove yourself prove you belong back in the big leagues um, I thought that was an excellent job by Pedro Severino today does he have a role really on this team um, I mean I think his role is going to be uh, a couple of things. I, I think you're going to get some right-handed power from him against left-handed starters, okay? And and that's going to be in the form of a DH. Maybe he takes some games and some reps over at first base. And then also he's going to be able to keep um, keep the two main catchers, Omar Narvaez and Victor Caratini, off their feet a little bit. And that matters more than we all think, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, Omar Narvaez and Victor Caratini, they're, they're large human beings, right? So the more you can keep them off their legs, I think Victor Caratini can hit. I think that he struggled to hit in San Diego because he caught so many games. Now you're going to get the best version of both those guys, keeping them off their feet, keeping them fresh, um, just because now you do have a third catcher. Last thing for you before we let you go. On the inside, the park home run, we've seen that happen before out there where the, where the wall shoots in and the ball caroms and comes across. And it was, it was built that way purposely, and that can be a huge home field advantage for the Brewers because the outfielders go on and work on those bounces and everything. But here it was, a situation today where you have a center fielder out there who's barely played any games inside of that ballpark, and uh, what is generally a home field advantage actually comes back to kind of bite the Brewers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky play. I mean, it doesn't happen all that often, although we've seen it a couple of times already this year, and the Brewers played it well once and then not so well this last time. So you need help from your corner outfielders there as well. So you, as soon as the ball's hit, you have a role as a corner outfielder no matter where it's hit. So I think I think that could have helped that play a little bit. Uh, but also Jonathan Davis will – We'll figure that out eventually. I, I love those those little caroms that that, that center yeah. field wall does take. So I thought, I think that's a nice touch of the ballpark. It's exciting, right? Like at the end of the day, it's all about creating more action and more plays. And even though it's a little bit of a bummer for Brewers fans to watch us say Suzuki hit a inside the yeah. park home run, things like that create action, and that obviously is good for baseball. Yeah, it does. And I just real quick, I want to point out the fact that Willie Adamas was supposed to be the cutoff man on that play, right? So Willie Adamas, the lead cutoff man, if he gets that ball, I think says Suzuki is out at home plate. Um, you know, Luis Arias made a decent throws a little bit up the line that's the reason why he was safe but he just does not have the arm of a Willie Adamas so just something to think about for the fans watching that play that if Willie Adamas uh Jonathan Davis overshot Willie Adamas and then the trail cutoff man was Luis Arias he ended up making the throw but if Willie Adamas was was the one that was the guy that connected with that that first throw I think says Zuki's out all right Vinny good stuff as always yep thanks Matt that's Vinny Rotino, Brewers. They come up short. Excuse me, they get the win. The Cubs come up short as the Brewers get the win 5-2, despite that Seiya Suzuki uh, inside the park home run uh, that we were just talking about. 5-2, Brewers get the walk-off win on the Victor Caratini three-run home run. We've got more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. And the pitch. Swing a line drive. Deep center. It's over. Ortega's head and over the fence. It's gone. Home run for Victor Caratini. Happy 4th of July. Some fireworks for the Brew Crew. The final score is not indicative of the way this game was played. 5-2. Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Brewers Extra Innings continues. 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, so this text requires just a little bit of context to it. We did Brewers warm-up prior to uh, the uh, game today. And Doug texted in because we the, the lineup today for the Brewers a little bit unconventional. It was a little bit of a different lineup for the Brewers. And Doug texted in before the game and said... It will be a miracle if this lineup scores three runs. Little did we know what was going to happen. So uh, his follow-up text here for uh, this program, he said, I said it would be a miracle if they scored three today against a lefty with that lineup. Well, it took them ten innings to get the miracle, and that's what counts. These guys love to live by the sword, getting too old for this, but it is worth it. Yeah, they found a way. They found a way to score more than three. They scored five. All they needed was three. All they needed was three to get the win today. Got a tweet from Aaron, says, uh, that was as intense a game I can remember. Felt like a playoff game. The crew never gave up and prevailed. Says a lot about the manager. Not enough player of the game awards to give out. Victor Caratini, Devin Williams, Brad Boxberger, Eric Lauer. Who gets it? I split with Box and Victor Go crew, Aaron Illinois. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's hard to – you don't win without Caratini hitting the three-run home run. You don't win without Brad Box. Although – not to dismiss anything that Boxberger did. He he pitched himself into a little bit of trouble there. He had to get himself out of the trouble that he created outside of the uh, runner that's put on second. But that 
that really doesn't take anything away from the job he did. It was uh, That was a highly entertaining uh, top of the 10th inning as he was able to work in and out of trouble. So that was big time for him to get out of it and certainly some big plays being made uh, there for the Brewers as they come away with the win, 5-2 over the Cubs. We'll get the post-game comments manager, Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here's the stretch from Boxberger. The payoff. Struck him out looking. He threw him another changeup. And Hap was frozen. Oh, what a sequence from Brad Boxberger. Yeah, he got out of some trouble there. 5-2. The Brewers get the win over the Cubs. A Victor Caratini walk-off home run in the bottom of the 10th. In the top of the 10th inning, though, uh, Boxberger comes into the game, gets into a little bit of trouble, loads the bases, but gets out of it uh, with back-to-back strikeouts with the bases loaded. It was uh, a big-time moment for Boxberger. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, and he opened up his post-game thoughts uh, discussing Boxberger's performance. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why baseball's, you know, you, you just got to keep going no matter what's going on. Um, obviously, he wasn't having wouldn't have his best game, and um, but he got a chance to, to win the game um, and to have a big moment and keeping your, you know, keeping yourself in your process and um, just focusing on having a good at bat and forgetting about what happened and something good happened. That ninth thing was kind of indicative of just how weird baseball can be. Two things that kept the inning going actually kind of hurt you at the time because the ground rule double keeps the guy from scoring, and then the hit by a pitch instead of a wild pitch keeps a run from scoring, but it seemed to work out. Yeah, I mean, you know, the ninth inning was, I think on both sides, was a crazy inning. Uh, you know, the, the ball that Suzuki hits, um, you know, we haven't seen that ball hit here in, in quite a while. The one that, you know, off gets off the wall like that and shoots the other way um you know bad luck there then then Keston hits a ball that, that stays in the park or gets out of the park unfortunately um so yeah that, that's just the way it works I mean that's you just got to kind of keep overcoming that stuff or, or keep going um but we we kept doing enough and I mean Brad Boxberger's inning is was was incredible um I mean he, he's just you know, whatever's going on, it does, nothing faces him, and, it's, and he keeps making pitches, and he's always got his wits about him. Um, it, it's just so impressive watching him pitch and watching him control the situation no matter what's going on. Just what you saw from Lauer today seems a real return to kind of his early season. We saw the swing and miss back. I think it's the, the big thing we, that we all saw. A um, lot of swing and miss, um, and that's just, uh, you know, that, that's just how he kind of gets through the ball and he's just got that little extra bit on the ball. Um, and it, you know, it was, it was impressive the swing and miss. Going back to the Suzuki play, it was, you know, it didn't work out, but the, the combination of Davis and I think it was Weicho getting the throws in there. I mean, it was a pretty good. Yeah, we made it close. I mean, it was, it was, ex- you know, good baseball play. They did aggressive base running and, um, you know, just one of those plays that that's, that's a play that, You'll see once every five years in this park. On those box sequences to Wilson and then to Hap, what stands out to you most about the pitches that he the collection and then the FC? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's bases loaded. I mean, to Hap, it's bases loaded 2-0 change, bases loaded 3-1 change. Um, those, are, those are the two pitches. And then, and then 3-2 change. Um, 
So, I mean, that, that's just a lot of confidence um, in, in what you're doing. And not just confidence, though, isn't it? Also, just like he's, he just seems like he's so calm out there. Do you think that just comes from all the experience he has? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's we we ask him that all the time, but he is. He just there's never he doesn't change too much, no matter what's going on. Um, you know, it's hard to get him to crack a smile after a good inning. Um, you know, but that that's just box, and it helps him on the mound. It helps him be a performer. Um, it helps him when he's in tough spots. What did you see from Steele uh, that kind of had you guys struggling until that Severino double? Uh, I, I thought his I thought his fastball had like really good movement on it. Uh, just it had a little cut on it today, a little more cut than usual, and it felt like you know he jammed our our right-handed hitters really well. And then he did a nice job landing his breaking ball, um, you know, and that kept getting him strikes. Um, he did, and so we were never in good counts. Um, you know, that breaking ball was when he throws that breaking ball for a strike. It's 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 tough. With Severino, I know he'd had the rehab assignment, but to come first game, first MLB game of the season to come and deliver that kind of hit, just what is it? Say? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it's great for him to feel part of it for sure and, and do something good to help us win. 5-2, Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Victor Caratini with the big hit, a three-run walk-off home run, bottom of the 10th inning. His second career walk-off home run, second walk-off home run this year for a Brewer. Keston Hira had one against Atlanta back on May 18th. Brewers get the 5-2 win. How did it all go down? We've got you covered with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A 5-2, 10-inning win for the Brewers over the Cubs. Starting pitching matchup, Eric Lauer going for the Brewers. Justin Steele going for the Cubs. A battle of two left-handers. No scoring through the first couple innings, but in the third, the Cubs would break through. With one out, it's Nelson Velasquez at the plate. 2-2 pitch. And a fly ball to left. Back, Yelich just watching. Velasquez has hit a home run. It's 1-0 Cubs. Slider down and in, and Velasquez hits home run number one. That's the only blemish for Eric Lauer. He was pretty locked in today in the fourth inning. Cubs have a runner on, two outs. He's facing off against Nico Horner. Looking in at Severino for the side. He's got the one he wants. They're going in. Here comes the 1-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out on a high fastball, and Lauer gets out of the jam in the fourth. How about the fifth inning again? One runner on, two outs this time. He's facing off against David Bodie. Top of the order looming. Here comes the 2-2 pitch from Lauer, and he struck him out. Fastball right down the middle. A couple of Ks for Lauer ends his fifth inning. He's got seven strikeouts in the game. Brewers make some noise in the bottom of the fifth, but don't score a run. It starts off with a Luis Urias double, and then with one out, Keston here is hit by a pitch. So two on, one out, but Pedro Severino strikes out. Jonathan Davis strikes out. The Brewers leave on two in the fifth, and it remains a one nothing game. 
Eric Lauer would be done after six innings. Like I said, he was really good. One run on two hits, nine strikeouts, two walks. New pitcher into the game in the seventh is Jandel Gustave. First batter he faces is Seiya Suzuki, who gets a base hit. Then a pass ball moves him to second. Nico Horner walks, so runners on at first and second. But Patrick Wisdom grounds into a double play for the first two outs of the inning. It does move uh, Suzuki to third. And the next hitter to come up with two outs is Jan Gomes. And a ground ball hit to the left side. Backhand play, Adamas gets up, fires to first. Yes! What a play by Willie Adamas. Down to a knee, and he throws out Jan Gomes by a couple of steps. From first and second, nobody out to a zero for Jean Del Gustave in the top of the seventh. Yeah, a lot of good plays made by the Brewers there, getting the double play and then the fantastic play by Willie Adamas. It remains one nothing as we head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Not one nothing for long, though, with two outs. So everything here happens with a couple outs. Keston Hero walks, then he steals second, and it brings up, appearing in his first game with the Brewers, Pedro Severino. Swing a line drive to left. Half is back. It's over his head and up against the wall. Hero scores. Severino ends up at second base, and we are tied. Jonathan Davis then walks, and that ends the day for Justin Steele. He really does have a nice day. Uh, new pitcher is Brandon Hughes. He gets Christian Yelich to ground into a fielder's choice, and it is a 1-1 game headed to the eighth inning. In the top of the eighth inning, Devin Williams comes on, pitches, uh, allows one base runner in the uh, inning on a Christopher Morrell walk, but strikes out a couple and gets out of there without a run scoring. Bottom of the eighth inning, new pitcher for the Cubs is Michael Givens. He gets Willie Adamas to fly out and Andrew McCutcheon to strike out swinging. So two outs and manager Craig Council goes to the bench, bringing up the very hot hitting Rowdy Tellez. Gibbons deals, strike him out swinging. Back to number one. He gets a fly to right and two strikeouts. So 1-1 going to the ninth inning for the Brewers. They go to Josh Hader in the top of the ninth. He strikes out Ian Happ and then he faces off against Seiya Suzuki. Right now it's Hader 2-0 in the pitch. Hit to left center and deep and big trouble. It is off the wall and getting by Davis. This is big trouble to third. They're going to try to score him. Here's the throw. It's going to be late. It is an inside the park home run. And the Cubs have the lead. Two to one, and then Nico Horner would double. At that point, Hader locks back in. Patrick Wisdom strikes out after Nico Horner steals third base. Jan Gomes flies out. It is a 2-1 game going to the bottom of the ninth inning, and David Robertson comes on to pitch for the Cubs. Gives up a base hit to Luis Urias. The next hitter is Victor Caratini. He strikes out swinging. That's notable. At that point, he's 0-4 with four strikeouts. We'll revisit that in a moment or so. So Urias is on base, and it's Keston Hira standing in. Swing and a drive in the left center and deep. Get in there. It's going to get off the wall. It's going to be a ground rule double. Keston Hira trotting to third, but to no avail. It's going to be a ground rule double. It bounced over the fence out there. 
If that bounces off the wall instead and stays in play, Luis Urias easily scores. But instead, it's a ground rule double. That puts runners on at second and third. It brings up Jace Peterson. He strikes out swinging. Then Colton Wong comes up as a pinch hitter. He's hit by a pitch. So the bases are loaded for Christian Yelch. Ready to go. Here it is. He missed inside, and the Brewers have come back. Urias scores. Yelich. The bases loaded walk. And now Willie Adamas could do it. Adamas strikes out and it is a 2-2 game going to the 10th inning. Brad Boxberger on to pitch for the Brewers in the 10th with Jan Gomes, the automatic runner, starting at second. First hitter of the inning is Rafael Ortega. He gets a base hit. Simmons goes to a third. Uh, excuse me, so Andrelton Simmons uh, came on as a pinch runner for the automatic runner, so he was on at second. He moved to third on the uh, Ortega base hit, and then Ortega steals second. So runners on at second and third, nobody out. Alfonso Rivas flies out to shallow uh, to the shallow outfield. Andrew McCutcheon comes on, makes the catch. It's shallow enough that the runner can't score. Then a walk to Christopher Morrell. That loads the bases. Bases loaded, one out. Wilson Contreras strikes out. Two outs in the inning. It's Ian Happ at the plate. Here's the stretch from Boxberger. The payoff. Struck him out looking. He threw him another changeup. And Happ was frozen. Oh, what a sequence from Brad Boxberger. So we go to the bottom of the 10th inning. Game is still tied 2-2. New pitcher Scott Efros for the Cubs. Uh, Willie Adamas is the runner starting at second. Andrew McCutcheon, the first hitter, he ends up flying out. Then an intentional walk of Rowdy Telez puts runners on at first and second. Luis Urias, he pops out on the infield fly rule, and it brings up Victor Caratini. And the pitch. Swing a line drive. Deep center. It's over Ortega's head and over the fence. It's gone. A walk-off home run for Victor Caratini. Happy 4th of July. Some fireworks for the Brew Crew. The Brewers get the 5-2 victory with the win. They go to 48-35. The Cubs drop to 32-49. Winning totals for the Brewers. Five runs, five hits, no errors. They leave nine. For the Cubs, two runs, six hits, no errors. They leave eight. Winning pitcher Brad Boxberger. He's 3-1. Efros the loss. He is 1-4. Home runs in the game. Caratini, his seventh of the year. Velasquez hitting his third. Suzuki, his fifth. The game lasting three hours and 29 minutes played in front of a sellout crowd of 41,981 folks at American Family Field. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll preview game two of the series, get you some scores from around baseball as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 5-2, a walk-off win for the Brewers, a Victor Caratini walk-off three-run home run. A little history made today. This game is the first game in Major League Baseball history to feature one player hitting his first career home run. That was Nelson Velasquez. Another player hitting an inside-the-park home run. That was Seiya Suzuki. And another player hitting a walk-off home run in Victor Caratini. That's never happened in one single game in Major League Baseball history until today. 
That's according to Stats Perform. Let's take a look at what else is going on around the division. They are in a rain delay in Atlanta. The Cardinals trail the Braves by a 6-1 score. That game is in the top of the fifth inning, so they have not yet completed five innings yet to make that game uh, complete. Uh, all they need is a half more inning with uh, St. Louis being the road team as they would need to bat in the top of the fifth to make that game a complete. Not sure uh, how serious the rain is right now uh, in Atlanta. The other game in the division, the Reds right now at home hosting the Mets. Top of the seventh inning, and the Mets lead that game by a 6-3 score. Hunter Green made the start for the Reds, went five and a third, six runs, seven hits, five strikeouts, and one walk. Around the Brewers minor league system, uh, everything's still going on as we speak. Low A Carolina, they are on the road tonight at Kannapolis, and it's Carolina with a 4-2 lead. High A Wisconsin, they're back playing, it looks. They were dealing with uh, some rain in South Bend, Indiana, but they are back playing, uh, matched up uh, against South Bend. Wisconsin has a 3-0 lead. That game is in the bottom of the fourth inning. That's after Wisconsin had a three spot in the top of the fourth Double A Biloxi, they are on the road this evening as they play at Montgomery. Montgomery with three runs in the bottom of the fifth inning, and Montgomery has taken a 5-4 lead. That game is in, again, the bottom of the sixth. And then Triple A Nashville, uh, they're starting to wrap things up, it would appear, in Columbus. They are in the bottom of the eighth inning. Nashville has an 8-1 lead in that game. Nashville continues to play a pretty solid baseball as they sit with a 47 and 30 record. In our game, the Brewers get the 5-2 win against Victor Caratini. Second career walk-off had one in 2021 with San Diego against the Reds. Also a second walk-off home run by a Brewer this season. Keston Hira had a walk-off home run against Atlanta uh, back on May 18th. For Eric Lauer, six innings of a one-run ball, the nine strikeouts his most since he had 11 strikeouts against the Cubs on uh, April 30th. Good to see uh, Pedro Severino into the lineup and just to see what his role is going to be moving forward because uh, he is a third catcher who can play a little bit of first base, if anything else. Uh, having three catchers gives you some flexibility. You're not uh, worried about using a catcher as a pinch hitter. So there's, there's something there, but it's going to be kind of a developing storyline, especially as more and more guys get healthy when Hunter Renfro gets back, when Tyron Taylor gets back. There's 26 spots on the roster, and you got to figure all that out. Brewers and Cubs play game two of this three-game set coming up tomorrow night at American Family Field. On the mound for the crew, it'll be Jason Alexander. The right-hander is 2-0. He has a 3.82 ERA. Kyle Hendricks will get the start for the Cubs. The right-hander is 4-6 with a 4.76 ERA. 7-10 first pitch. Brewers warm up at 6 o'clock. Network coverage at 6.35. I've got you for Brewers. Extra innings after the game here on WTMJ.